0: John Henry Newman, I think he was, might have been, uh, I think it was Anglican, and he converted to Catholicism. And a lot of these sermons are bishop. Anglican bishop. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, a lot of he's got a called a parochial plains and um, plains sermons, and uh, some of them are from um, just his entire time as as bishop in the Anglican Church, and then then um, um, in the Catholic Church and uh, one of, uh, one of uh, his sermons is titled Secret Faults and he opens it up from um, a quote or a, a verse in Psalm 90 who says, Who can withstand his errors? Thou cleanse me from my secret faults, O Lord. So the, the title of the sermon is Secret Faults and he starts off by saying like strange as it may seem, Many Christians grow through life with no effort to obtain a correct knowledge of themselves. Um, he says this, and I quote, They, us Christians, are content with general and vague impressions concerning the real, their real state. Men are satisfied to have numberless, secret faults. They do not think about them, either as sins or as obstacles to strength of faith. And live on as if they had nothing to learn. So he goes off and he gives, like, he gives three reasons of proving um, that, we, that we do have secret faults. The first thing he says that he points out, he said, if we're just aware that we easily see secret faults in others, right? Like in our brothers. So little things that annoy us that we, um, like just judgmental thoughts that we can have towards others. He says, we easily see secret faults in others, so it's crazy to think that we ourselves don't have secret thoughts or secret faults he also points to just being humble to know that there are temptations that we have yet to experience that have yet to come to us so he points out King David kind of being God's chosen one and poster child and and then that day right where he sees Bathsheba bathing on the roof commits adultery murders Uriah he says, Never think that we have due knowledge a due knowledge of ourselves till we have been exposed to various kinds of temptations and tried on every side. We are sinners, he says, but we do not know how great yet. So the most humble men we know, this, the most virtuous men, the saints, uh, they know themselves really well. They know themselves um, better. They know the depths of their sinful state. So the more we examine the self, the more imperfect we find ourselves. And when we do that, we can just continue to come before the Lord in His light and to continue to be purified by Him. So just the more we know ourselves the more that we just come to the reality, the knowledge that my will is bent, right? I do things that I don't want to do. I know that I know they're wrong. I don't want to do them, and yet I do them anyways. Because of the fall, our will, right, our intellect... Uh, our intellect is made to know and is made to know the truth. Our will is made to choose and it's made to choose the good, that the intellect tells us what is the good. But because of the fall, uh, both our intellect and our will are clouded and um, we don't know the good at times. Our intellect doesn't come to know the good and then our will doesn't always choose or no, our intellect doesn't know the truth at times. It's difficult for us to find it. And the will oftentimes doesn't choose the good. But that can be perfected in Christ through grace and a life of virtue. Okay, so, the last thing here, he, um, he goes through, this is kind of the meat of it. He says there's five reasons of why we have secret faults as Christians, as men. The first he says is self-knowledge. Self-knowledge takes work, right? It takes it takes effort. It's oftentimes painful. Self-reflecting, many people we just we don't do it because uh, the truth hurts um, and it's painful. He says, and I quote: "To ask ourselves why we do this or that, to take account of the principles which which are over us." and see whether we act for conscience sake or from lower inducement is painful. We're busy in the world, and what leisure time we have, we readily devote to less severe and wearisome employment. Just think how true this is. Like, you're at work all day, then you come home, you're tired, it's like you don't have any more emotional energy to spend And so, we oftentimes, with the leisure time that we do have, we just readily devote it to things that are less worrisome, like examining ourselves, because we can alligator arm at times. Because the alligator arm it because it's painful. Second is he says self love. So the second reason we have secret faults is because of self love. We hope the best in ourselves. Self-love supplies A sense of of safety A comfort that things are okay So this mentality I think today Especially today That's um, promoted Is just Everything's just okay I'm fine You're fine Everything's fine But in reality Like we need to be pointed out At times Like no Like my life's in shambles Right now Um my marriage might be suffering. I'm not giving it um, time and attention. I'm not being the father that I want to be. I'm not being the priest I want to be. And then we can think, well, things will just get better. And we're told that sometimes. Like, you just think of how sometimes we'll think, uh, okay, yeah, just just go through high school, go through college. Things will get better later on. It's like, no. Like, Actually, they won't probably on their own. To set time aside, um, to concrete things, to uh, better ourselves, But we avoid that because of self-love, he says. Third thing is he says good health and high spirits. The reason why we have sec- sec- secret faults is because of good health and high spirits. He says, and I quote, Health of body and mind is a great blessing if we can bear it but unless unless chastened by watching and fasting it will commonly seduce a man into the notion that he is much better than he really is so he says most of us can't bear the blessing of good health and high spirits because oftentimes like when you're just healthy and things are going really well we can push god to the side and therefore pushing god to the side there will be less Um, a decreased tendency in us to self-examine and look inward. So, I mean, just think of, like, you know, our own lives with that. When things are going really well, the tendency, um, we're pleased with everything, like, especially ourselves. He says, when all this is the case, man is in a dream, from which nothing could have saved him except humility, except deep humility, and nothing will ordinarily rescue him except sharp affliction. So oftentimes this is the case where we need, uh, like, trial or tragedy to hit us, where we're maybe woken up, and we turn to God. We get serious of with things in our lives that we know previously that we weren't, Aware that was afflicting me, and we turn, um, then we turn to God. Fourth, he says the force of habit. Conscience at first warns against sin, but if we disregard it, it soon ceases to abrade us, and thus sins once known in times be, in time become secret sins. So over time, the thing that our conscience initially bothered us, he says, it's diminished to the habit of sin. And then it becomes a secret fault. So you just, I mean, I was thinking, even for an example, the contextualize it, just think of the wider culture in general with things, um, just think in the area of chastity, with Regards to the wider culture. Originally, like, we freaked out. Well, I don't remember this, but I'm told, right, that um, the first time um, Jeannie, I Dream of Jeannie, right, on national primetime TV, she showed her uh, midriff, right, her belly button. Like, it just, holy cow, this is we're entering in pagan zone here, right? And then over time... Uh, look where we are now with regards to chastity and what we what we ex- accept. So, what we our conscience initially bothered us. Over time, it's a, it's diminished just because of the habitual nature of the sin, and then it leads to secret fault. So, just notice that in ourselves. Of, I mean, just stay on the area of chastity. Maybe of scrolling through uh, news feeds, scrolling through news, advertisements, YouTube. Like we want to be really careful with that, and we talked about that before with Saint Bernard. Uh, of Clairvaux um, talking about avoiding those first initial temptations because then they become really clingy and then before you know it, when you fall um, and then sins kind of got you wrapped around. So St. Bernard was really quick on saying, avoid the, the first falls carefully. And it's similar to John Henry Newman, the noticing like what did I once, even look back maybe look back to when you were in high school, look back to when you were in college, what did I initially... Am I? Is there anything in my life, not just chastity, but where I initially, like, I'm going to spend time thinking that initially, like, it really bothered my conscience. And now has it become the degree because habitually, and now I'm in a spot where if I just take some time, I notice, man, like, I'm in this spot now where that what, what used to bother me, my conscience, used to prick my heart, doesn't prick my heart as much. All is not lost, though, right, with the grace of God of turning back and repenting, going to confession, um, like we're forgiven, but memories remain, habits remain, and that's where new habits need to be formed and new memories uh, can be can be created. The last quote on that, or one more one more quote, he says on that. He says, "The more guilty we are, the less we know it. For the oftener we sin, the less we are distressed at it." The more guilty we are, the less we know it. For the oftener we sin, the less we are we are distressed at it. And then lastly, fifth reason we have secret faults is due to custom, he says. He says every uh, he goes in and he talks about like every age has its sins. Every age, every time in history has its um its its wrong ways. Living in the midst of these living in the midst of culture affects man. It has a way of pulling the good man into the sinful way of its culture, of sucking him in. It is tiring to swim upstream all the time. It shows, so he just, he points to too, it shows the importance of community and being with men of like mind and like kind and like um, uh, desires. He says, I quote, the most religious men, unless they are especially watchful, will feel the sway of the fashion of their age and suffer from it. Um, and just, maybe just to close with, um, of all these things, the Lord wants us to be captivated by His beauty, uh, truth, goodness, and beauty, the, the three transcendentals. And so, He wants to fill our mind um, with these things. And how does that happen? It's, it's through spending time in the scriptures that we talked about um, if we talk about with Lexia Divina pray, prayerfully reading the scriptures trying to find a time to do that every day and then last week of course you know talking about it, the, ex- the importance of daily examining. we don't want to have secret faults you just want to be more in tune the importance of the daily examine of our conscience uh, you know I, I think I've said it before Saint Ignatius of Loyola would say tell his guys before going on mission if you don't do anything else at the end of the day, um, have a time for examine. Give God's Thanksgiving at the end of the day, and then look on the look on the day um, and examine. Do an, do an examine. And again, last week we talked about the the R, right? A R R R. Does anybody remember the the acronym for R? Acknowledge, relate, respond. Acknowledge, relate. Receive, receive, receive and respond, respond right um, and again if you haven't checked that out on group me I posted two videos on there um, it's good. yeah, yeah it's Oh good. the dude yeah <laughs> um, any, any so maybe so, since again those those five things secret faults self-knowledge self knowledge takes work it takes time and effort Second is self-love, right We can just be in this mentality is I'm just okay. You're fine, I'm okay, everything's fine, but rather endure the suffering. Things will not just get better by themselves. Like we need to know that. It takes time, it takes energy and it takes discipline. my, my being more present, my being more charitable at work, being more charitable at home. My marriage will get will not get better without me working at it. I will not get a better priest without working at it and third was good he- good health and high spirits So just be in the, the mind frame again that's I think the fourth rule of Saint. Ignatius talked about in good times <laughs> never never allow yourselves to think that you're very close and suffering and trials are just around the corner you're one step away of 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 not being in good health and high spirits. And if you're in a prolonged period of time when things are going well, then you're only just look one person, one removed, once removed from you a family member, a cousin, a neighbor and look where, look, look the time of trial and suffering that they're in. And then, fourthly, the force of habit. Um, Over time, things that once bothered our conscience because of the habitual sense, over time, it won't prick our conscience anymore. So we want to notice that and then the last thing custom of the age and the importance of good community.